0: Ben, if I wanted to hear a podcast between you and Justin Koo talking about life, love, and other mysteries, where would I go to find this podcast? You would definitely go first to the internet. If you don't know how to use the internet, you'd open your web browser, Google Chrome, Uh Mozilla Firefox, something of that sort. Safari? And then you would go to Justin Koo's Instagram, which is at Mm -hmm. J And then there's a link... (laughs) I don't know i think that's probably the worst way to find the podcast <laughs> i would imagine like you could do that on your phone oh right yeah these people are never going to find the podcast and that's cool because that means you probably won't get canceled because no one's going to listen <laughs> it's crazy that th- all three of us do podcasts and we can't figure out what to say well hey guys this has been very helpful i'm excited <laughs> to, to to listen to the dusty boys podcast Count me in. The world doesn't think that the gospel can change your life, but we know that it can. And that's why we want you to hear these stories. Stories of transformation. Stories of freedom. People getting free from sin and healed from sin because of Jesus. This is Death to Life.
1: She takes the keys to her car. She takes off her wedding ring and throws it at me and says, I hate you. I don't want to be with you. Uh, I hate you. Um, Basically, you know, your key word here is what she said is you're too much like Jesus and I can't stand that.
0: Yo, welcome to the Death to Life podcast. My name is Richard Young, and this episode is with my man, Josh, and this episode has got some wild stuff in it. It is definitely not for younger ears. Want to put that out there? Uh, there's some sad stuff Also beautiful stuff Because this is the Death to Life podcast Um, man Josh's testimony and what he Has received is so Beautiful I'm not gonna step on it, we're just gonna Get into that And uh, this is Josh's Story from Death to Life Buckle up, strap in, love y'all Appreciate y'all where do you feel like the Josh Groff story starts in regards to God knowing who God is?
1: And uh, yeah, tell me that. Um, I would say now. Just warning, I'm a bit of, I'm a bit of a crier when it comes to just talking about God. So, at, so at some point, if I say- sorry, here, dude, for canceling it, this podcast, <laughs> there's no crying allowed. Um, I would say for me. Uh, and I'm sure you being raised seventh Adventist, um you can relate in some degree, but when you're raised christian
0: uh-huh
1: it just is like it's just what it just what you do like that is the norm for you um so I'd say like growing up my parents uh my, my parents were uh, first generation Christians, so they both got uh, got saved uh, if you know what an Emmaus walk is, my father got saved on an Emmaus walk and then my mother got saved uh um at the at this Nazarene church in Grove city um in What's an Emmaus walk? Emmaus walk, and I'm sure I'm not going to do it justice, It's basically, it's an outreach where, like, the you, whatever, go on this little walk, um, like, I don't know, like, I forget how long it is, and basically, you know, they, they you hear a word or a message or whatnot, and they, like, give, I want to say an altered call or whatnot, but it's just an outreach, like, walk is the best way I can describe it. It's more of okay. that, but in a nutshell. Um, so, yeah, so, uh, obviously it was born, um, and my my dad was in a, a ministry. If you know who Stephanie Gretzinger is and her family, um, she used to watch us as kids. So we Stephanie like, Gretzinger used to watch us as right. kids from Bethel, although she's no longer there. Yeah, that was
0: man. Some. Her
1: music has been such
0: a blessing in my life, man. I, she's been yeah. That's you were band, like man. you
1: remember her? Uh, no, no, I was a baby. But this is just like we know their family. Their family's still here And I Last time I checked. That's cool. Yeah. Cool so, name
0: drop. Stephanie yeah, Brett yeah, Singer.
1: Just throwing out celebs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, she has no idea who I am. She probably don't remember me. But um, so yeah, so just kinda in the uh whatever evangelical kind of like uh circles. And then I'd say probably my first uh church was uh now I'm a name drop churches. I hope I'm allowed to do that. Um was the Zion Christian Center, um here in uh, Columbus. And so when you go there, my whole experience was the emphasis was on the gifts and you know it, using your giftings. Um, so like you know that was pretty normal to me. It wouldn't have been odd to see a triple backflip from from the from the top, and then everyone speaking in tongues at once. Like this was just ca- that kind of environment. Um, so <laughs> that was kind of my experience growing up. And then we went to Faith Life um, here in uh, New Albany, Columbus, which. Is it like we just went from the gifts to the prosperity gospel? Uh, if you know Kenneth Copeland, then you know, uh, (laughs) what faith life is if if you're into that stuff. Um, (laughs) so yeah, um, went there and then after that, we kind of just went cold turkey. Uh, we moved, we moved out uh, away from the city, got the country a little bit, Mm -hmm. and I would say around that time. Was probably when for the first time I had at least started to start to kind of have a relationship with God, kinda. Because before it was all like, yeah, 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 like Christianese. Like we, you know, if if you know, you know, we, you know, you can you can speak Christianese. Um, so I went to a Lighthouse Christian Academy, which is a missionary prep school. Um, I think it's a Baptist missionary prep school, and they gave me uh, like a- anyone who's done like um, any type of seminary. Like, it's very basic, uh, like, uh, New Testament studies, uh, the life of Christ. These are, like, um, thing you go through, just learning about Scripture, going through Scripture. And I really enjoyed that. Like, I really enjoyed the knowledge of understanding Scripture. That was something I enjoyed. So, for there, I'd say that was my first little introduction to, man, like, getting, not just knowing, like, about God, but, like, um, like maybe getting in the Word and understanding a little bit more uh-huh. about God. Um i hope that was a long uh response but i hope that someone answered
0: no man that Mm -hmm. that's super cool who who was he was he uh in regards to you like was he happy with you how did he feel about you in your mind
1: i knew he loved me like i think a lot of people get to that point they know god loves me um to be honest about rich i just didn't think about it that much like to be honest and honest with you like it was it didn't take up i was so young man like i was 16 17 was just not focused on on necessarily that. Um, I hadn't really started to dip into like pornography or like lust at that point. So, in regards, I was a pretty sheltered kid at that point. Um, so, I to be honest with you, man, I never really thought about it. Um, I eventually did, <laughs> but not like growing up. H- how
0: did you feel about yourself then, like growing up?
1: I mean, I knew how I was self centered. I mean, I realize that now, but I thought I was a good person, man. I thought I was a good. Wait, so boy. you didn't know you were self-centered then? No, I didn't. No, okay. Ignorance is bliss. Maybe if I would have sat back and really laid it out, I might have. But <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I I, would... mean, I think so much of that is just being a kid. I mean, yeah, kids so, are yeah.
0: self-centered by just nature. Yeah, their whole life is about them. They're not taking care of anybody. Yeah, they're just trying to get theirs. Like I watch my kids, like at breakfast. Like they're just trying to get theirs. Like I want the last bite of peaches. No, I want the last bite of peaches. They don't have exactly. to take care
1: of anybody, but
0: themselves. Yeah, that's my goals. Yeah, so my, goals,
2: yeah.
1: my goals, my, what I'm trying to do today, what is not going to benefit me today. It's all like when when I woke up, like that was my schedule for that day.
0: Yeah, 100 <laughs> percent. And so uh, it's it's not strange to have that mindset at all. Mm. Yeah. So you're 16, 17. You're learning about the life of Christ in this school. Mm-hmm. Um, you have. I feel like from our conversations, you have a natural inclination for learning. Am, am I
1: wrong? Am I right? I wouldn't say it comes easily, but I mean, I, I enjoy and I enjoy knowledge. Not the, if it has its proper place. Yes, I like knowledge. I think it's interesting.
0: <laughs> so yeah, so that kind of made it fun for you.
1: Yeah. It was it was it was fun. Um I didn't uh, to be fairness looking back, I don't know even what I understood. I just probably just knew a bunch of facts. <laughs> but <laughs> So uh what happened what happened next? Then? Well, I got my first girlfriend. Um and uh, when I got my first girlfriend, um you got to understand Rich, like my parents were uh pretty strict. The burden that they put on us, not saying you know, we didn't need it. I'm just saying that the burden was pretty heavy on us um so like you know probably good rules but you, know, you were not allowed to have a girlfriend to a certain point um she's a bunch of rules so it made it very hard but i didn't give a crap about that rich because i wanted what i wanted and so i went and i started dating this girl what um, were the rules like no girlfriend until what 17 16 i believe it's hard to break out a rule for them it was kind of more of like when they said so but when they said so could have been it was just 18 would be the bare minimum where they even consider, I'd say. Um, so, yes, that so like that was the rule, Um, like no phone till you're uh, graduate high school. Um, but we won't let you graduate high school until you're 18. So basically no phone. And then when you graduate high school, you can get your phone. And then when you get done with those two, you can go get your license.
0: So as what do you think imagine- about all that, man? As I, I mean, I have kids, my daughter's turning 11 this week. What do you think like that did to you? Because I I had the similar rules. I think mine was, we didn't get, I didn't get my license till I was 17. I couldn't date till I was 17. Yeah. But it kind of just, I was a good kid, so I tried to keep by it. Um, but I don't know if I would have been rebellious, what it, what would have happened there. Um, here,
1: Here's how I feel about None of these things are wrong if a parent puts this on at all. It, it's regardless of what my parents did, I was meant to honor and obey my parents and I wish I would have. I caused myself a lot more trouble than I had to because I didn't. So those rules are good, like they aren't wrong or right, but I would say for me what it did because of my nature and I had never at least renewed my mind to what was in what was already in there was just the fact of when you are surrounded by people who have everything that you want, it makes it very very hard on like a 17 year old when all your friends are like 17, 18 doing whatever they want and not like not necessarily like they're doing bad stuff, but just, you know, they have it. So it made it very hard on me in my current state because I wanted all those things. Mm-hmm. Um so, so I would just say, I think it depends on the child too. I don't think there's like a, an overall like plan one uh, size fits all. So I would just say, you know, um, it's a form of law and children do need a form of law. Um And I can't say it, it really hindered me that much. So, yeah, I mean, I think, it's- yeah, man, like our my kids, God love them. They they my, my
0: son prayed this morning after worship. My daughter loves God, but also they need Jesus like they're they good. <laughs> they don't know anything like
1: they just don't know anything, man. Um, doing what so they do. <laughs> at some point, they're going to need it for themselves, right? Yes, they do. And that's what I, w- I will give credit to my parents because I want to honor them is they taught me what ended up helping me long-term, what was right and what was wrong. Um, and they they gave me a real good understanding of what the law was like because of how severe their law was. <laughs> 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 now, not like okay. Mosaic law severe, but like... Oh, God. Right. Right.
0: Uh, so, that didn't stop you from uh, getting your first girlfriend oh, Did they know roots. about
1: it? They eventually found out about it. Um, so this is, uh, so got my first girlfriend, honestly, rich, great. Like when I say great girl, like she was on the, where I was at and where she was at. I should have, I don't know, like thank goodness that I got removed from her life because (laughs) this is when I, well, this is, we were in school, like we were in school and we were homeschooled, but there's these things called co-ops. Um, but it's like school for a day. um, So whatever, we'd see each other whenever on like school or whatnot. And this is where I would say um, I started, you know, being 17, sold under the flesh, knowing what was right, but uh, not being able to do. Um, Is when we start like, you know, experiment like touching and those kind of things. And it wasn't like it wasn't no one starts out rich like, oh, man, I'm going to go do this. It's usually a little by little. Some people do, I suppose, but little by little. And then it becomes more and more and more and more. And then you're at a place where you're like, uh oh, you know, but thank the Lord that she had enough wisdom to stop me from going where I wanted to go in that relationship. Um, That eventually kind of just it was that eventually just kind of led to the end of that relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, My parents were just irate with me because I wasn't going to listen to them. And I just give them lip service. Like, okay, mom. Okay, dad. You got it. Then we'll go. Did you show it.
0: know that you weren't trying to listen to them? Or were you trying to? And when it got to, like, when the mood was right, you're like, I really want to do this thing. I would... Like, what do you mean when the mood is right? Like, like what like, do you mean? Like, when, when they're saying, son, this is not good. This is bad. You're like, yeah, y'all are probably right. But then when you're in the situation, you're like, oh, but I really want to do this thing. Or when they're talking to you and they're like son this is it this is wrong not right you're like mm,
1: y'all don't really know what you're talking about which one was that um i w- they had no idea about the touch or anything they thought i was uh suit and tie i would never kind of kid but man rich when i tell you my heart was so rebellious i had such a distaste for my parents i thought they were so stupid for what they thought and then i look back and i'm like I was so stupid, you know, (laughs) (laughs) that's how it works, right? And then I look back and I'm like, gosh. Um, So I would say it was just more of a, just a a total outright rebellion with just a a face of, I do what's right. Um, Sure. So, but the minute I was given even the slightest opportunity, I would take it.
0: I hear you. I hear you. Um, I'm thinking about Romans eight, where it says that the mind that is set on the flesh uh, does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. And when I'm thinking about the law, I think about it more, you know, not in like the Western way of like a legal thing, like don't do this thing, but more like the law of gravity. Like if I drop this, it will fall to the ground. If you are participating in things that only married people should participate in, it's just going to bring destruction. It's just going to bring sadness. Like that's the law. Mm -hmm. But when your mind is set on the flesh. It does not submit to that. It can't even see that that's going to be a problem. You're like, these people don't know what they're talking about. Uh, This is a dumb rule. Why? It's not submitting to God's law. It cannot even see that participating in this action will Mm. cause destruction. And I see it more that way than just saying, oh, you say don't do that. I'm going to do it anyway. Not submitting to God's law is more like not even seeing that this is a problem
1: yes and and i and i think i would i think I would agree with you um i think rich that we are inclined to uh what like for for instance um i i was taught and i'm sure you were too like don't do that like man if you if you uh have sex for marriage you are de- or not the purity culture is necessarily wrong in a whole, but the idea of like that was the end all be all baby like if you did that, you're done like that that was a bad one um <laughs>
0: And, and my parents had both waited and they were very proud of it as I'm not trying to think sh- as wow, they it on be. I guess like <laughs> the, it was just like really like it. They were very happy in their life and in their marriage. And I think one of the reasons is because they had submitted to God's law. They realized, oh, this will be bad. Mm-hmm. And so they talked to us like, this is not a great thing. You know, and it wasn't like they were beating us over the head with it, but we yeah. just knew Like you were saying, what was wrong and what was right. I think that was the reason why I was able to abstain, not because I felt that for my parents. I knew that they were right, even though, man, I really, I mean, I wanted to, but I wanted much more to not mess up in my life. I guess that was why the fear of messing up rather than the wisdom of God.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I want to clarify I did not go all the way with my first girlfriend. Um gonna get myself in trouble here. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um Praise God, she broke yeah, up with you because you were trying she to get rid of me because I was smart lady. Smart lady indeed. Um so yeah, um that that kind of began. And then, um, I don't know. I had uh some of my this is where I would say would maybe that uh that facade I was putting up started to crack a little. <laughs> I had my one of my best friends at the time. Um, he was dating a girl
2: mm-hmm.
1: um who you know is, is Brianna now. Um, and he was he was dating this girl. Um and you know, it's like when it's just you know, like it's not like when I saw Brianna, I was like, oh man. Like I, I really like no, it was just like you was know, someone that was there, like just another person, like Bill's girlfriend from school. Like it wasn't really anyone it was just someone. So that kind of happened. Um, and that's just kind of how I knew Brianna. And so I had broken up with this previous girl. um, was still living with my parents at the time. Um, so if I remember correctly, um, I, they had broken up and, oh man, was I crafty rich, man. I looked back, I was like, I was
2: such a snake.
1: Um, <laughs> and I looked back, man, and I was like, consoling my friend over here while he was like really broken up about this girl he just lost. But you know what I was doing behind the back talking to a Checking girl <laughs> talking to, to, the, the, girl, to man. the DMs. Yeah. Like the sneak I was. And so so whatever that's kinda happened and I was able to hide that for a good bit. Um but then one time uh my wife posted a picture like this she was my girlfriend at the time but she posted a picture of um this is gonna make you laugh, but I had my ears pierced. Um <laughs> and she, she pierced my ears. She posted a picture of the piercing in her bathroom, and well, they saw that and then all, all it all went crazy from there. Um, like your buddies or your parents or my, no, like... my, my, my buddy. My parents knew that I liked this girl. Like they, they knew that. Um they didn't like that I liked her, but they were like, you know, what are we gonna do? He's like kinda like seventeen, eighteen, you know, yeah. we're kinda running out of options here. <laughs> So so your bro, when he saw that, what was that like? they were pissed because I'm real good friends. I'm probably better friends with his older brother. And this was his younger brother. So, yeah, they were pissed. I mean, we didn't talk for a year and a half after that. Um, Like, uh, yeah, so that didn't that didn't go well. (laughs) So that that was kind of like the crazy start with just started. My whole relationship with Brianna didn't even start out right. um, Mm -hmm. Looking back. So, yeah. I mean, that's kind of like that introduction.
0: Yeah, so you're dating her. Um, you talked earlier about pornography hadn't come into the game yet when you're starting to learn about it. At this point, when you're getting a little older, it seems hard to stay away from. Like, At what point was, did pornography start taking over?
1: I would say the first time I was ever exposed to it was 15. Um, my grandfather had a bunch of old, like, dirty car magazines. Like, soft pornography. Um, so like a bunch of like, a bunch of like dirty like car magazines like in a box like way in his garage um like and i don't mean it, like my grandpa loved the lord but he got saved when he was like 45 so like mm-hmm. he still had i'm i'm i hope that they, <laughs> that they were there back then um mm-hmm. so i found those that was my first in, introduction to it and i think the whole reason i was able to stay away from that was just simply because i knew how much it would hurt it would hurt my girlfriend at the time um um at at that point um so yeah, pornography. I would say pornography. Probably started. It kept me away from it. And I got to add this in real quick. Uh, is my parents got a divorce basically because uh, my father got uh, caught with pornography, and that kind of like right then. So from that point on, like the, that marriage just absolutely got obliterated. From that point on, sadly. Um. So for that reason alone, that kept me away from it for. Because like, I I got you this, when that happened. Like 16, 17. Oh wow! So I got to see a firsthand. It was an extreme case, but a firsthand of what could happen when sin, uh, specifically in the form of lust and pornography, enters into a relationship. So got to see that, and that kept me away for a bit. Um, and I can't exactly say how it happened, or I don't even remember really the first time I looked at like hard porn. It probably would have been, I probably would have been eighteen. 19 yeah, probably 18 yeah 18 um that's probably when i started and it was it was under control I, sure. I controlled it through discipline at first it was every once in a while usually when you know i was feeling bad about myself and you know brianna wasn't treating me right or something happened and that was just my comfort that's what i go to for comfort yeah um, how was it going with brianna so uh brianna cheated on me at the very beginning of uh, our relationship um uh with with some dude from her work uh and that was like very beginning of a relationship i had an idea of like i should forgive her because christ forgave her but my reaction was more so of so when i found that out i knew who this guy was so uh one night at, this is a perfect image of that that double light man as i was at bible study um and so I left right out of a Bible study, went right over to that guy's work and I ordered a large lemonade. And, um, I went up to him over there and just like splashing in his face. And then basically got pushed out of the Chick-fil-A. <laughs> so, Oh, that's just Chick-fil-A. You I splashed the whole it. lemonade. Like you, like all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just kind of shot it in his face. Uh, really not cool. Really feel bad about that. Um, so yeah and then i i whipped on out of there um, so that was so let me ask
0: you this question were you and brianna already participating in things you shouldn't be at this point
1: not really not outside i mean yes probably but we had not we hadn't gone like it was just like kissing and just you know like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. hug in like that kind of thing nothing like more like making out i suppose would be the word but nothing like outside of that So when this
0: hit you, like when she done this thing that she shouldn't be doing, like, were you like, what did that make you feel or believe about yourself? Do you know if you were thinking more about yourself or were you like, because it seems like us guys, we tend to compare everything and and build up all these stories in our minds and like the enemy puts that on us to make us feel like we're nothing and makes us would, were you experiencing
1: that, or were you just hurt? I wasn't experiencing that. I was just angry. That was always the way I dealt with things. I was just, just irate, just angry, uh, jealous, jealous of us all get out, um, and not really at her, which is so funny because it's always put that we always put the blame on the person that isn't close to us. Sometimes is like, oh man, I can't believe he did that. mean, I'm gonna go do this, this, and this to him because it ain't right what he did to me. Um, It it becomes like that. So, no, it had, I had nothing, it really had nothing to do with my value. Like, I I never saw, like, myself valuable differently. I was just angry. Just Mm -hmm. the best way I can put it. Betrayed. Was she, uh, remorseful? Yeah, she was remorseful. Um, she said, like, whatever, That's I found out, like, two months after the initial event happened. So, um, So yeah, uh, so like yeah, she was remorseful. She's sorry. Uh, She said that you know I can't continue in this relationship unless uh, I let you know that that's what happened. And so yeah, yeah, she was remorseful. So then it went better after that, or how did it go? Oh uh, well, no, (laughs) (laughs) but (laughs) like yeah, (laughs) I guess. No, not at all. In that regard, yes, Um, in the sense of. uh, that didn't happen again. But uh, so what this did to me, Rich, is because of that jealousy. Is I don't how how do I explain this is. I was like, I want to make sure I get her before anyone else gets her. Is I, and I know that's a very much wicked way to think, but that was my thought process at the time. Of well, if she's got, if she's already doing this with other dudes, I want to make sure that I get everything I can out of her before, you know, uh. That actually happened. Not that I thought it would. I can't really explain. It. It's just my very self, very self-centered mentality.
0: Yeah, man, absolutely. I think that um in some ways, or you tell me if
1: this was your experience, you felt like she owed you something. Yes, I did, but I was also trying to uh, self-preservation. Uh, well, I'm just going to get everything I can, and then well, whatever happens, happens. Hmm. And so, what I did to do that is. I manipulated and just did, like she, like I'm, I'm not. I'll let her tell her story, but you know, like um, I I, I manipulated. Um, I eventually, uh, we started sleeping together, um, and you know we 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 felt whatever bad or whatnot. But once that awoke in me, that thing that was flesh sent in me was out of control. There was no stopping at that point. I wanted to stop. Romans seven, the man who knows what's right, but yet I this thing in me is so strong it overpowers my my what I know is right. So I find it it it, it was just overpowering is the way. But I, I remember sitting at the end of the bed, rich, and being like, I would do anything to be free from this. I just and I just remember having that thought. Um, sorry, trying to send tears. Uh, well, you're visual. All right. So, um, yeah. So I just remember having that thought and just being caught. So well, we tried to stop so many times, I was like, you know, we need to do this. You know, we need to stop. Like, you know, you, I even sadly even went down the route of, you know, you can't wear this because that'll make me feel this way. I was trying everything, man, to get free, to get to stop doing this because I felt so horrible it was I knew the law of God. I knew it was wrong. I just couldn't. I was living condemned really bad. I was teaching kids at Bible study and been going to sleep with my, with my girlfriend after because knowledge doesn't ever actually change anything. Knowledge is just knowledge. It's, it's understanding it and receiving it. And, and it actually allows that to happen. Oh, yeah. So I had that, whatever. So double condemning myself,
0: man. Um, I think the only way to get out of that practically is to break up. I, and I don't think like, when when you're so infatuated with somebody and then you're connected to them mm-hmm. chemically, like, in such a powerful way, that doesn't... That's not really an option anymore. You're yeah, like... Yeah. And that's why sex is so powerful. I mean, because it's built to fuse this thing together. It's like built... Like, the purpose is good. It's supposed to tie yeah. man and wife together. But what happens when... But then when you're... <laughs> Well, when you're not man and wife, yeah, it's problematic. It's like, yeah, like we're tied together, but we're
1: not, yeah, like any, we can leave at any point. And that, yeah, I, yeah the only thing I, I would add to that is breaking up, although it might temporarily mm-hmm. slow down the sin that was happening for the sake of lack of sin, my, if my heart had never changed, nothing right. would have changed. Um, no, absolutely. Yeah.
0: So, um, nobody knows about this. You're keeping it
1: secret, but like, you're just, yeah. Condemned. Condemned. So this is where my, my, my initial introduction to life begins where, um, I remember, uh, I, I bought a house and Braden lived down the street from me and I get a call from my guy and he goes, and he goes, "Hey, man, will you come over here, and let me tell you, Rick. At, at this point in time, I look up to Braden big time. I tell him now. I said back when I used to look up to you. Um, <laughs> um, so, like, Braden, I look over up to
0: Braden now, and he's like ten years younger than me. I know. And I, I still, look up to.
1: Him. I still do. I just give him crap. I can't. I, you know, I got to keep him in this place. Don't want to get. Yeah, back right, right, anything. right. Um, if you're
0: listening to this, Braden.
1: We don't care about you. <laughs> yeah. So um, he calls me over. He, I'm sure he's showing you that funny cup. cup thing the cup yeah. thing he does, which is freaking hilarious, um but <laughs> so he like shows up the like, cup thing um do you want me to explain it or, or sure yeah, explain it? it so he has like he has a a clean cup and he has a dirty cup, and he goes, uh like this is what you know you believe you are, and then he has a clean cup and he's like, this is what Christ says you are, and then he like takes like some coffee grounds or something and sprinkles it into the cup he's like, did this change anything about you and like that was just that's the gist of it. And the uh-huh. the rhetorical answer is uh, no. Um, and that's basically what he showed me. And I remember thinking, because I'm sure you're probably similar, Rich, in the sense of anytime someone ever tries to lay down doctrine, I become instantly skeptical immediately. Mm. Um, not just because there is set, so much false doctrine out there that mm. unfortunately, when true doctrine is actually spoken, it's initial to have that guard up. Um, at least it was for me.
0: I think before I knew scripture, I yeah. <laughs> might be like that. Now, because I feel like I know a little bit, I'm much more open to yeah, yeah, hearing yeah. what someone has to say because I remember when I didn't know it that I would be on guard, and then it changed my life. So now I'm like, oh, well, let me
1: hear you out. I I, I don't... I. There's no fear in me. Absolutely. Well, I guess it's a little maybe a little fair to say that um, at this point in my life, um, I was debating like not like big debates or nothing, but I was pretty regularly getting into it with Calvinist and reformed people uh, about beliefs, uh, specifically like the doctrine of uh, election. And I even got a tattoo on my arm um, because of that itself. Um, Because you were uh, in a debate? You got a debate tattoo? Not not a debate. It was just something that I was investing my time in of just, you know, debating with uh, just Calvinist and and, and Reformed folk who, and uh, anyone who knows that, uh, you know, two undivided elections, a big part of their doctrine. Um, And so I, whether it had nothing to do with it, but I got Titus 2.11 on my arm, which is for by the grace of God, salvation's offered to all men. Um, So like at that point in my life, I was, Knowledge was in in a sense what I considered my Christianity. I guess maybe would be the the best explanation for that. And so, that puffs up. It does puff up. That's what Paul says. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so it, it puffed up. So Braden comes here, but I like the guy too much to get into it with him. So I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm like, sure, Braden. Yeah, like, hey man, that's really good. Thank you. Um Go home, man. And I can't explain it, Rich, but I knew that. I had started to believe it just a little bit. I might not have been all the way there yet. Um there were some family problems that were going on at the time but regardless I wasn't all the way there yet but I started to accept some of the truth of who I was in Christ of being right before God and understanding that you know holy blameless and pure because of what but because of faith and what Jesus did. Um can can we talk about that for a second? What a what a weird place to be
0: in, right? Mm-hmm. like you get a tattoo on your arm because you believe like what was the purpose of it being offered to everyone why Why was that
1: verse so important it was just a, 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 a it's just a, a, not necessarily like prince it's just a verse that I really liked that I, I used a lot it was a large part of I guess what I would bring up it was just a verse I liked I mean it could have been any number of verses but they just that's the one I picked so you're you're
0: Arguing, debating. You're also a teacher. You're teaching, yeah. but in your own personal life, you can't seem to get out of your own way. Cannot. And then your 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 buddy, guy you look up to, who is your girlfriend's brother, mm-hmm. is like you're clean, my man. And you're like, I don't know if I can believe that.
1: Because what did I just do there, right What did I just yeah. do when he told me I was clean? Uh, you thought about
0: what she'd been doing.
1: I looked to my works to see if that was my actions made me clean, but that had nothing to do with it. I looked yeah. at myself to judge myself according to myself. But uh regardless, I I know this is not a doctrine testimony. This is a
0: <laughs> No man, share <laughs> man. We I mean people need to understand like if you're just like I've considered myself clean and you're all like continuing in sin just continuing
1: yeah. and continued, like that's yeah. that's not so, gonna line up, yeah. right? So we can clarify when I say I'm pure, what we mean by that is me and my own works and my own actions, I've made myself pure because I'm so good. No one's saying that. No one's right. saying that. We are simply saying because of what Christ accomplished on the cross, apart from our works, he presents us clean, holy, and without blemish. And if Christ cleans something and then presents it before God, First Colossians, I believe, uh, 122. No, yeah. yeah. Um, and so if Christ cleans something, I'm going to take that as Christ cleaned me and presented me as pure, holy, and above reproach before God. Like I'm going to take that at at its face value, um, and believe that about myself. Not in the minute you start going, "Well, I did that, I did this, I did that," so I can't be clean. Is the minute you fall back into a work-based mentality of going, "Well, my actions decide who I am," and you go back to Romans five. It's not actions that decide who we are. It's birth.
0: Yeah. Colossians 122, you brought that up. You're presented holy, blameless, and above reproach. Mm-hmm. Two chapters later in Colossians three it says, Because you have died with Christ, therefore put to death what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion. So you're presented clean and then you start stop participating in the Absolutely. former life. You don't stop participating in the formal life to then be mm-hmm. like be clean. You are cleaned first. Absolutely. So then, stop participating in your formal life.
1: And I gotta, shout, we're just gonna keep dropping Dan Muller's name till he gets on here. Um, Dan said <laughs> <Mueller, laughs> like likes to say um, that you become the tree before you produce the fruit. You just don't try to produce the fruit. Um, and I would agree with that. So where were we? <laughs> so yeah he he says you're clean. You're like Meh. you don't
0: know what's going on with me, my boy. But then you go home and you're like, is there a chance that this could be true?
1: Yes, and I would say that large part of this influence was because I looked up the brain so much. Um of me not brushing it off. Um, thank goodness the Lord used him to open the top of my heart. Um <laughs> and so whatever I hear this, so forget it. little like a couple of days later or whatnot. But I go to sleep with my girlfriend. And you know, Rich, it wasn't the same because before I had an out. Before yeah. I had an out, which is this is who I am, I'm gonna try my best. But now, instead of living condemned, I felt that conviction of you're righteous, holy, and pure. Why are you doing this? And it did not feel good. That felt real out of place. Um, so, yeah, that was the last time I ever did that. <laughs> like, thanks, I, Braden. You ruined this thing for me. <laughs> no, I, 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 I needed Braden to, to get me out of there. At that point, I was considering... Telling someone so that I could stop sinning, just turned myself in per se. Um, uh, But yeah, so I got got that, and man, after that, man, I went full on uh, uh, righteousness in Christ mode. (laughs) And I sort of did. Brianna
0: know like where your mind was at, or were you just like, "Hey, I'm just kind of done with this"?
1: She always knew we wanted to quit. Um, I just told her, "Babe, we're holy and pure." I said, "We." I don't. This has no, like this has this doesn't belong. This doesn't belong in who we in who I what I believe now of like because we're pure. I don't want to sin anymore. I think that was maybe how I put it is I don't want to sin because I'm pure. Hmm. Because those who hope in Christ purify themselves as Christ is pure, 1 John three. <laughs> but yeah, so that was I think my initial, uh, at least at the time understanding that i gave her mm-hmm. how did that uh, conversation go was she like okay cool um i think it was really tough for her rich because like nami just uh is she valued herself off men so when a man showed her attention that's how she got value um specifically like um when when lust is what it was when a man lusted her that was where she was getting her value so when I stopped showing her that lustful intent, it was a bit of a curveball it's like, well, that's not how you show love. Because the only the way she experienced it is if you love me, then you desire me in a lustful way. I didn't desire her in a lustful way. In fact, I probably loved her for the first time ever because I didn't want anything from her. I just loved her because I loved her. That was it. Mm-hmm. So I think that was, let's think about the gospel, man. It just flips everything on its head. Is For her, that was hard to comprehend, I believe. So you uh, you did a 180 there
0: and it was just really off this understanding that Brayton had given you. Did you go back and ask more questions or learn more? or How long was it just off of this idea that you're clean?
1: Well, here's what I did, Rich, is I heard a teaching and get this. This will blow your mind. I went into the Bible and I started to seek it out for myself to see if it was actually correct, because if I'm experiencing something that doesn't necessarily make it true, because that's not my foundation for truth. My foundation for truth is the word of God. So if I feel a certain way, I got to go and make sure and figure out why that happened, according to the word of God. Um, and as I started going to scripture, um, I was like, yeah, I guess he kind of does say that we're righteous and holy and pure. I was like, I guess it does. I don't know why I never caught that before. Because, you know, sometimes it was just a melon. I was mel- melon headed about it. Like, yeah, righteous. Pass over it. Keep reading. I was more reading the Bible before. I like, man, I need to do better than that. I need to do better than that. Uh, I should mm-hmm. probably stop doing that. But now I was reading it from the position of someone was right before God. And I was like, wow, I'm like, it's all over the place, man. It's like everywhere I go, I'm seeing righteous, holy, pure, sanctified, like justified, whatever translation you use. I mean, it's amazing
0: how that lens switch changes your life. Like, (laughs) like before we read scripture and like, it was like this could be us if we get our act together. Exactly. And then it was like, no, this is true about you. Do you believe it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. that's the lens that changes everything. It does. Yeah. So you're learning. Where where are you reading mostly? It was it uh, just in the epistles: Romans, Romans, uh, Colossians, Ephesians, Galatians.
1: Um, I would say. If I can remember, I'm trying to remember. I would probably say it just had, it was probably like um, Ephesians. Uh, I wasn't really into Romans that much. Although this last year, I feel like I mastered in Romans. But <laughs> um, yeah, I would say I just kind of like reading, not just more like Ephesians and like those smaller books, Colossians, Thessalonians, like maybe the smaller books. Uh-huh. You see that a lot in those books. <laughs> um, and that was just building in you building in you. It was adding to the scripture as I had already accumulated because I had accumulated scripture before. But now I look back at that and it's coming to life probably for the first time. And it's like, okay, so like I know this and this means that's so why I'm going to go back and read this. I'm like, this meant this the whole time, but I wasn't even like, like there. Like, so I guess it just went back in and started to reread what I already understood or thought I did to try to get a better picture. Maybe the best way to describe it.
0: How was the relationship going then as this is going on?
1: Um, pretty good, honestly. I mean, we're just having a, a good time. You know, we're just we're, we're hanging out with the family, doing whatever like you're supposed to. do. I can't really like hang. We just hang out with like our friends or whatnot. And then, yeah, it was did normal, the, uh, the weight of uh
0: sex and all that after. Did you feel like relief?
1: Yeah, man, I felt freed. When you live condemned for so long, man, you get uncondemned. It you, you, you can walk around with confidence knowing that I'm right with God and it has nothing to do with my works, although my right. works are evident of what I believe. Mercy. So
0: then what happened then, my man? But then we got married. Um,
1: a... When did you decide to get engaged? Was that like a long time coming or... Uh, I got married three months. I mean, we, I proposed to her three months after she turned 18. The only reason I didn't propose to her when she turned 18 is because she didn't want me to propose to her when she turned 18. So she turned, I mean, I was 18. I had my own house. I had my car. I had my job. I mean, I was, we were set to get married. That was the whole reason I took those steps. So as soon as she turned 18, uh, I proposed to her like whatever, three months after I suppose. And then we got married, I believe in about. Uh, June that so I mar- proposed in March and got married in June.
0: Man, you guys in Ohio, you guys are like everyone on this podcast <laughs> from Ohio got married. We don't mess around, to, Rich, like seven years old. <laughs> like, what it's in the boring. world? Yeah. Gotta get a early start on things, okay? So, but and so if it is since Savannah and Braden got married at such a young age, what and your families were all cool with this?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say in the homeschooled um, Christian community in Columbus, it's more abnormal to see someone get married past 25. I would say that's abnormal. Of the friends I all grew up with, I'd say there is maybe two or three that aren't married yet.
0: Hmm.
1: I mean, it's pretty. it's pretty normal if you're even somewhat relatively capable of getting married.
0: So have you seen blessings in that, that in the early, that people getting married
1: at a younger age? We haven't yet gotten to see the long term effects of these. Um, (laughs) but I will say, man, all my, a lot of my friends have kids now that I was hanging out with 17. Um, and yeah, I mean, there, I think, I think there, I think it's, I think there are benefits in either way you decide to go. Um, have your kids early. Well. Your kids will take care of you when you're older. Um, probably sooner. Um, <laughs> I mean, if you have them a little later, um, you'll probably be a little bit more prepared. But you know, just working a little bit and later, you just the payoff. And that's the thing, man. People think
0: that they get ready for marriage. Now, in some sense, getting married at 15 or 16, like <laughs> I'm obviously I'm against that.
1: But I would say that's illegal.
0: <laughs> yeah. But marriage is what actually prepares you for being married. It's kind of like all the advice you get when before you you're like you're pregnant. Like one day you guys will get pregnant and everyone's gonna give you advice. And you're gonna be like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> and then you come home from the hospital with that baby, and then you're like, Well,
1: Uh-oh.
0: what do we do now? <laughs> That's when you actually start learning what to do. It's kind of like, getting married or having the baby prepares you for the thing that you're now in. So I see a lot of benefit in it. Um, I'm sure there's different problems, but I see. And I mean, I got married at 24, so I can't like it wasn't 24. Marriage, but, yeah, old man. <laughs> but uh, you, might
1: yeah, learned you might have to this out. I learned this out, might have I learned... out Rich. I hate to keep create more work for you. But, you know, my dad's five years older than you.
0: Your dad is five years older than me. That's wrong. No. No. So uh, you get married and you just... What did you think? Like, smooth sailing? Now we can have sex again?
1: Now, was, like... I was living free, Rich. I, mean, I don't even know how to explain it, but, like, marriage had nothing to do with my life's purpose at the point. Like, obviously, being a good husband, like, I love my wife, like, obviously, those things. Um, But, like, I mean, at this point, Rich, I was free, I was... Concentrated, I'd say, mostly on just you know talking about freedom. You know, going and living a godly life was where all my focus was at. Marriage was the just—I don't want to say like next step it was important to me. I wanted to get married to Brianna. I love Brianna, um, but it was like, okay, we're gonna like I'm just gonna get married, and then you know, we're, like my goal doesn't change. Like um you know, when Paul speaks of you know, it's better not get married for the sake of of you know ministering the gospel. Um, like, for me, I was like, well, I I understand that, but I'm just going to get married and still administer the gospel because, you know, if sure. you do well, if you get married, you do better if you don't. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that was just kind of me. You know, we were getting married. I was excited to get married. I was like, here we go, man. We're going to go, Uh, you know, just have a great marriage. It's funny, dude. You go and you're like, man, we're going to have a great marriage. We're going to be like this. I-, I know what Christ has done in me. I said, everything's going to be great and awesome. <laughs>
0: yeah man i'm so
1: so is that how is that what happened? Well, I would say, let's see one more. we got married in June, so we got to about Christmas, and things are going great on all accounts i mean i we were when you don't have any kids you i mean you're making money because you don't have any kids um your expenses are low, so like you know, we're just living living our life we're going over you know having bible study, you know ministering the gospel, growing, learning a lot in scripture. And then I got laid off from my job um, beginning of the year about after we got married. So uh, I went over and started another job where I, uh, I would work there for six hours and then have to drive an hour somewhere else and work another six hours. So I can do that five days a week. So as you imagine, I was exhausted um, and wasn't super present, yeah. um, not because I didn't want to be like, that's not a fun thing to do. But like, you know, crap happens. <laughs> Um yeah. So, so you know I'm doing that. Uh and it's about gee, uh, not too long after that, uh I'm playing with Braden, but we're we I was playing games with Braden. Um and I get a call from my wife who uh, just got off work. And this is the first time that I realized, you know, that's odd, but I'm not gonna think into anything of it. So I get a call, and she's like, Hey, I told her my car. So I go down there and that's all, all done. I, I take care of the car. I know. I talk to the police. I do all that. Um, then we get home, and she's like, "Hey, my friends are picking me up. I'm leaving." And I go, "What? What do you mean you're you're leaving?" And she's like, "Yeah, I'm leaving." And her friend, friend "Come pick her up," I mean, goes, what are you going to do, honestly. Like, okay, well, I don't want you to leave, but if you don't listen to me, I mean, I don't know really what to do. Um, friends come pick her up. I don't see her for like two days. Let's well, just imagine like your just wife just says, "Hey, bye." Two days. Like everything's been cool up to this point.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Very little communication. Just leaves. Um, I'm like, okay, that's weird. I said, but I was, I guess, 19 at, at one point. I said, um, I, I guess when... Because she had just got her license after we got married. So she was just experiencing freedom from her parents for the first time mm-hmm. being married to me, which caused some, obviously, own things to walk through. Um, So I'm like, whatever. It's just probably her just being... I mean, we're, we're like six months married, right? It's like anything going on is so far from my mind at this point. Now I'm just like, whatever. Um, So that is the first time maybe something was a little odd and from that point forward i'd say give it about two months it's my wife is never home she gets off work she stays at her friend's gabby's house place who i thought was gabby at the time and just was never home dude was never home and i was always working i didn't have time to go and play bounty hunter on my wife um so that's going on people start to act, obviously ask questions after three months. Like why am I the only one showing up at the family events? Where's mm-hmm. Brianna? Mm-hmm. Uh, my family's like, I don't understand. Like, you know, they're like, they just, no one, no one, I'll put it this way. It was so far from everyone's wants. Like there's no way that that could happen. Like it's just like one of those things that's so far from, it seems so unrealistic. Mm-hmm. Um So whatever I hear that. Um, I go to sleep. I believe it's on my wife's birthday. I go to sleep. She's out with her mom. Uh, for her birthday i go to sleep and i wake up and there's Braden at the end of my bed <laughs> i'm like well if brianna's not here and end in my bed that can't be good so, yeah <clears throat> so he goes hey man uh breeze been messing around on you i didn't really know what that meant at the time but i had a pretty good idea of what that meant at the time so i go out there whatever um, and there's Brianna on the couch. Um, it looked like she just recently had been, been crying. Um, so I go, I say, Hey, like what's going on? I'm like, Hey, what, what what's wrong? And so whatever the brain's like, I I'm leaving. He's like, you guys have to talk about <laughs> like, thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> My gosh.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, and so we're there and she tells me that she's been sleeping with this other dude. For three months while we've been married. And that's where she's been this whole time, is living at his house with him. It was one of her managers from work. Uh, So that ensues, you know, obviously there's heartbreak. Like initially, man, like when you hear that, I mean, that's not a fun thing to just get hit with. So, you know, whatever. Um, I'd always, this is (laughs) where you gotta be careful, man, is I'd always said if Brianna cheats on me, that changes nothing about forgiveness in me. It doesn't change anything. I, I'm i not called to forgive if it's easy. I'm called to forgive because I've been forgiven. And when you understand of what you... If we start going, well, you know, this... No, I understand the weight of my sin, what it was before, the wretch that I was, and what I've been forgiven of, and what I've been moved into, is when you realize what you've been forgiven of, it's not very hard to forgive people of what they've done. And I always say that. Um, Sorry, I got... It. Yeah, you're giving. me. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so whatever she told me, she on him at first, you know, there's a, you know, a wow, like bomb bombshell. Uh, I'm like, well, I forgive you. I said, um, I love you. I want to, you know, just keep, you know, I, I, I want us to, re- I don't want to say reconcile, but, you know, I want to move forward, I guess is the word I'm looking for. So I want to move forward. And so her phone's on the table. So I grab her phone. Um, whew, talk about a reaction? I grab that phone. I mean, you would have thought that Dr. called Mr. Hyde. So then I forget exactly what left that point. but I said, I wasn't giving her phone back. So she starts like straight up, like assaulting me, bro. Like just swinging on me. Kick. No, my wife's not very big or very strong necessarily. So it's not like I was in real danger here, but like, she's hit me. And I'm like, stop, babe, stop. Um, and so whatever, I'm not giving her phone back. And so she's like just wailing on me, man. I'm in the corner of my house and she's just, I mean, I got like both my hand, like my guard up, and she's just like, I mean, hammering on on me. And um, so uh I, I I take her down and I'm on her. And uh for any grapplers on on the podcast, uh, I got her an outside saddle. Um so, and so <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Um, which just stops you from basically being able to sit up in a nutshell. Uh, and so I got her there, and her keys, Rich, her keys are on the floor because they were in her pocket. And you know what's on her keys, Rich? What is on A bottle of pepper spray. Oh no. So she grabs a bottle of pepper spray, and I'm not kidding you, Rich. She point blank blasts me full on in the face with this can. So I am pepper sprayed on top of my wife, who I just found out was cheating on me, who was scratching, kicking, biting me. And I'm just at this point like I like not not hurting her. I'm just controlling her at this point. And she's just flipping her wig. And so I grab the phone and I'm scared at this point that the police are gonna show up because of the amount of noise she's making. And you know if you know police come up, I'm going to jail, which is fine. I respect that. Um <laughs> so I grab up my phone and I go, hey Siri, because I can't see you remember. Um I'm like hey Siri uh Call her mom. She calls her mom. Get her <laughs> mom on the phone, dude. She sees on the camera me on top of brie Bree, just like me holding Bree down and covered in pepper spray. Bree screaming like she like she's. You FaceTimed her? No, yeah, I think so. I forget, but maybe what? Yeah, i'm maybe I'm remembering a little wrong, but uh maybe it was just a call. But regardless, she hears the commotion. Um. I don't know. And so I hear her mama screaming, too. Oh my
2: gosh, Keith, Keith
1: was, uh, her dad, like, we need you to get over there. So she calls Braden and Elijah, my other brother in law. Um, so they come to my house and I uh, have uh I have Ryana's back, um, just controlling her. Um so they, they get there and you know, they're sitting there in the middle of my kitchen with glass everywhere because she knocked over uh this vase we got from our wedding, so It's glass all over the floor. I'm pepper sprayed in my face. The dogs. I say, man, my dogs didn't protect me at all. (laughs) They were just sitting there watching me. And so whatever, we're there and they walk into that. And, you know, I wipe the pepper spray from my eyes. (laughs) Um, And it's just like, dude, the only way I can explain it, it's so surreal. Like, how is this happening? Like, talking about a bad day. (laughs) I mean, it's like, oh my gosh. Like, so I'm there, um, get that out of my face. They're sitting down and they're just trying, man. They're just trying to, you know, try and reason with Brianna, just trying to, um, uh, try, try, trying their, their best to reason with her. But my, she's, you can tell when someone rejects what they're presented.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't mean that to be mean, but you know, you, you can't force someone to accept something that they don't want to accept. There is a true rejection of the gospel
2: mm-hmm.
1: and, uh, I know, I understand, I don't want it. Or I don't feel worthy. And you can't convince someone they're worthy if they are so necessarily convinced they're unworthy because their faith is active there too in the sense of they are choosing to believe something despite the evidence. There's never enough evidence for unbelief. Um, So, yeah, she's there or whatnot. So you're trying to convince her of the gospel. I had tried so many times before. At this point, man, I'm just recovering from getting assaulted and pepper sprayed so her family's trying to minister to her um uh-huh. in the back story, the day before that Brayton had come over she, she said I'm sorry that I've been so distant this is where it really hurt Rich and she said I want to be baptized into Christ and be reborn so we baptized her in the tub and she went and left and slept with her boyfriend that same night um so that was like the reality of I've been played for three months
2: uh-huh.
1: and she would say that she's going to Bible study because she knew that I wouldn't tell her no. Mm -hmm. So you just really use something I love to try and just leverage me out of it, I suppose. Um, So yeah, they're over there ministering to her. Uh, And so I'm just sitting there like, whatever. Like, she's clearly rejecting this. I, I told her, I forgive you. I want, like, I want this. This is forgotten. Like, this is forgotten. this is like it never happened to me I said if you come back
2: Mm. Mm. sorry give me a second yeah
1: yeah it was just one of those um... sorry (laughs) Uh, it was one of those moments where it was like my what I believe I'm sorry um I Oh, no, you're good I was scared this is <laughs> don't worry about it uh it was what I believe when I say I believe do I believe it and that was the the reality of that situation for me of uh, I don't have another option my option yeah. is to do what's right there is no there's no I can't do what's right and I can't do what's right there's I can do what's right and, yeah. I. I mean it was it was tough because at that point, and I wasn't really expecting there to be a turnaround, but like at that point, there didn't seem to be a turnaround, you know? But I was willing at that point to lose everything for the sake of doing right. I just, at that point, I was just like, man. Still kind of, I guess, in shock, maybe the word I would say. So they all leave. I just remember, man, sitting there in bed next to her. I mean, just crying so hard to see someone you love so much show such a hate uh, towards you for n- nothing you did to them is a weird that's was a weird feeling something I hadn't experienced at that point like I experienced like obviously people don't like you like or whatnot but like someone like I mean it's your wife so it's like man like I'd you know I'm willing to I die daily for my wife in the sense of uh, laying my life down uh, and to see someone who you've done nothing but right to just absolutely do the most unspeakable evil things to you for no reason, except for that they wanted to without, without having a good reason, I suppose not that there needs to be, but that was a, that was really weird for me because I'm sure you've heard before. Some of you will be saying, you know, come to Christ and this wasn't why, but like, you know, people who say you come to Christ, man, he'll change your life and everything will be good. I'm, pushed back on that. I think we can scripturally show that that's strongly not the case. And Experience right. is, yeah, things got probably ten times worse for me after I accepted Christ, but I will say, if I hadn't accepted Christ and gotten that revelation of freedom, I would have never been prepared for what was about to happen. Right. Because uh, I wouldn't have dealt with it the same way I would have dealt with it. Um, so, I, whatever. Cry myself to sleep that night. Because Whatever. I'm just like, Christ is Lord, man. Christ is Lord. And I'm going to do what's right because Christ is Lord and because that's what I'm obligated to do. There's no option for me. There's no I can do what's wrong. Yeah, I can do what's right. When you've died to sin in your life for Christ, I don't count my life as even my own. I lay it down for for Christ and, and this is what I do. And it's I would rather suffer. I would rather suffer and lose everything for the sake of the gospel than be comfortable and you know not have to deal with any of that. Right. For th- and as I told Brain, I think I was going through this at the time is, I would rather people see it's possible to walk and forgive this, and that there's a, a a way that it's possible in the face of such evil that it's possible to live like this. Right. That we're not just out here saying you can, but that we do. Right. Uh, so yeah, that night was tough. Um. I wake up the next morning and I call the, the dude she was sleeping with and I just tell him, Hey dude, I just want you to know, I forgive you. Uh, I love you. Um, uh, you know, like I, I would call you to repentance. I said, I pray that, you know, I used to be very much in that same state, but I just want you to know, I forgive you and I love you. And you know, I, I you're obviously not going to see my wife anymore, but um, you know, like I just want you to know that, you know, I, I, for, I forgive you. Whether that means anything think you or not, like,
2: that's
1: it. did he say anything? Yeah, it was really weird to be honest with you. Um, he was like, "Yeah, man." He's like, "I know those things are tough. If you ever want to talk to me about it or anything, like, you ever want like need someone to talk to?" I'm like, "There's a temptation got- for me right now to just beat the crap out of you."
2: I said so. <laughs> so, so, so I'm not going to put myself in any temptation. Did back. you say that? No, no, <laughs> um, that was that was temptation.
1: <laughs> I probably would have got my butt kicked. Um, but anyways, um, uh, yeah. So like, I was like, yeah, cool, man. Like, whatever. Like, you're not gonna see my wife anymore. Have a nice life, basically. Um, Mm -hmm. Uh, so yeah, that happened. Took care of that. uh, I basically just asked him, like, you know, uh, uh, you know, do I have anything to worry about, like, uh, health wise? He's like, no, no, we're good. So move forward with that. uh, At this point, man, the family's just wrecked. Because her, obviously, you know, Braden's family are a pastor. And sometimes, not saying this, this is the point, but when you're a pastor, who you have to admit, uphold a certain persona. sure, um, it's, it's more judgmental, I would say, when a pastor's family is acting out
2: mm-hmm.
1: than maybe a, a congregation member. So at this point, they're just wrecked, dude. I mean, I think they felt a lot of shame that, that what was going on. Just to see their daughter just do what she did just because she wanted to I think brought a lot of a shame and I, I told them like guys Brianna chose to do this you, you it, Brianna chose to do what she did this isn't on you guys like no more than it's on me I'm her husband I, I could accept the blame too Um but I, we understand like Brianna chose to do these things that's what she wanted to do so yeah I go to uh, Chick-fil-A next day to return whatever her work stuff and Brayden comes with me because I am scratched from just head to toe. Actually, it looks like a, a cat just mauled me. Um, That was just just like, you know, so we had someone who said, like, you know, this did happen and whatnot. So that week, it's really hard, Rich, to see someone you love desire someone else so much. Sure. Imagine being infatuated, like when you were first started dating, and you get to be with a person who's your spouse, feel that way about someone else because yeah. there's a emotional and there's a physical connection now that's been established between my wife and another man um, and so like she didn't she couldn't do anything in fairness but you know she behaved for a week and said yeah I'll come back you know we'll do this right um, so for a whole week basically she pouted around the house and was like heartbroken because her boyfriend was there and she wanted to be with him so bad which is really difficult for me to witness um not that really changed like you know you can feel a a lot of different things um it's what you choose to live by that decides how you walk it out so i'm still going to work man i'm still ministering the gospel i am having. i'm still like just having like i'm alive in freedom man i'm out here talking to you about jesus i'm out there like they don't know anything about what's going on in life not that they needed to it was just like you know i'm just doing what i'm doing then i kind of come home and you know kind of just deal with that aftermath Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we go that whole week. So Saturday, that Saturday, I believe. We're there and we kind of it's kind of all over again, man. Uh, She's she leaves. um, She takes the keys to her car. She takes off her wedding ring and throws it at me and says, I hate you. I don't want to be with you. Uh, I hate you. Um, Basically, you know, your key word here is what she said is. You're too much like Jesus
2: and I can't stand that.
0: Okay, we're going to take a real quick break and I'm going to bring on my brother, Nicholas. Nicholas, uh, quick question for you, my guy. How long well, have you been rocking with the, the good,
2: good, the good, good gospel? Uh, it has been almost four years now. Almost Best four, four years, years of my years. life. Best for,
0: uh What kind of impact would you say, you know, that the gospel has had on your life?
2: I mean, if I had to quantify, I'd probably say total, total impact (laughs) on my life. A total impact? You want to add anything to that? Just, uh, (laughs) yeah, no, it's, it's changed just the way I'm able to love people. I thought that I loved people before. Turns out I didn't, I didn't do it out of love. It was just all lack. And now I'm able to love just freely from abundance and it, it changes the game. It's a game changer.
0: Um, let me ask you this. You have decided to give your time, your resources, your finances to keep this message that you are free from and dead to sin moving forward into 2024. Why is that
2: important to you? Because it's a game changer. I don't (laughs) think people realize, uh, because we think we know, we think we know the gospel. Um, but a lot of times, most of the time, in my experience, you don't know it until you know it. Have you, and,
0: have you ever heard ran into someone who's like, I know the gospel, and then you're like, so like Romans 6, and they're like,
2: oh yeah, we're free from and dead to sin. <laughs> never. <laughs> I that's haven't. Never, that's never <laughs> happened to me before. But it would be incredible. I would be so stoked. Um, but I think, especially this podcast, in my opinion, the power of testimony of telling your story and your experience that has touched so many people's lives that I've, I just want to further that as much as we can. That's why we're here. God can do it on his own, but he wants to do it through us. And this is the best way that I've found out.
0: Yeah, he doesn't need us, and yet the work is out there. Yeah, It's, uh, it's the laborers that are few. So if you want to partner with us uh, going forward into the future, go to Love Reality dot org slash give that's lovereality.org slash give and partner with us like here's the thing we're not gonna stop we don't want to stop and every dollar uh donated goes forward into to getting this these stories out there so yeah we would love you did that and uh man thanks a lot nicholas thank you yeah man
1: so that's like a backhanded compliment, I guess. Um, yeah. Um, She's so like, I just can't stand it. So she left and she went to her work. But her sister found out where she was going. So I show up out of her work. And her sister, you, you met Brooke, haven't you?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: She walks in there, man. Brooke's pregnant. Keep that in mind. She walks in there and she starts yelling at the staff right there in the front. Bring out this this guy. Um, You know, bring him out here uh and so obviously the managers say no you have to leave so like they like make her escort her out the building she's still i still don't know where my wife is at this point um so they she leaves the building i show up i talk to the managers i'm like hey guys um i'm sorry i was like i didn't have i didn't want necessarily this to happen i know this isn't fair to you guys like you guys have nothing to do with this um this is dirk's doing but i said i'm, I'm sorry um, we'll just leave, like, leave the property. So, you know, just try to play basically, you know, get everyone to calm down. Mm-hmm. So they come down, still don't know where Brianna is. Um, I told, uh, Brianna that, you know, either tell us where you are or we're going to call Verizon and they're going to tell us where you are. Um, so, and we're going to call the police because we don't, no one knows where you're at and no one knows what you're doing and you're kind of acting a little crazy right now. Uh, so I'll leave that. So you told us where we are. And, it was like the fast and furious of normal modern day cars. Like there's like six of our cars: me, Brain, Elijah, Brooke, uh, Keith, myself. And so she's in like the parking lot. So like we whip our cars like down the road there, and like I don't want to say surround her car, but kind of like get around the car. And uh, Brooke, um, uh, her sister, gets there before me, and I see her uh, hit her in the stomach, and then hit her in the face. And I'm gonna be <laughs> honest. I'm gonna be honest, for it that was needed. Um, it was like Brooks, the one who did it. Um, it was like, so I get in between them. I say, stop it, stop it. Like cut it out. So then Bree starts hitting me. (laughs) They're like, she's hitting me. So I just, whatever, take her down again, gently, of course. Um, and so we just kind of hold her there until she's kind of under control. How the police aren't called at this point. I really don't know. Cause we had like a crowd of, it was outside of target. So we have a crowd of people from targets watching this go down, man. um, but there is it is like five guys. So I mean in fair and like a couple girls. But so they're watching this all happen. So we're like, we need to get out of here. Like, uh, Brianna, like, who do you want to go to? And she goes, she like, he said, Do you want to go with Brooke or do you want to go with Raiden? She goes, Brayden, Raiden. <laughs> <laughs> so, go back. Um at this point, man, it's just like at this point, I'm so just mentally exhausted. Like, of just with this whole situation i mean i'm just ti- i'm just tired i think is the best word i can describe it so i'm just mm-hmm. tired um so we're there and they they we, we move to a different like we, we go back home basically and whatever uh Raiden reads brianna Bri- brianna has always related to roman 7 like i think we all can do in some regard is i do what i don't want to do but i do it anyways like she, that specific patch she's always felt like that described herself. Um mm-hmm. so whatever, Braden, like talked to her about that and whatnot. And so yeah, I mean we just so everyone went home and we went to bed and I mean I went to work the next morning. Um so that was that whole like I guess week and week experience. Uh
0: You weren't trying to change her at this point. You were just like no, There's I was something would. going on, and I need her to see some truth. Or what was the mindset? Just
1: it's not that we give up, but I could tell that she'd rejected it. She had heard it, she rejected it. She wasn't accepting it, and you can't force someone to accept something. Either they just for some reason cannot comprehend, but it takes a softening of the heart by God in order for someone to even receive it. And her heart was her heart was so hard that she just was rejecting it. Like that's the only way I can describe it is. You you know, you recognize when people get to a certain point and it's just you know, you you have to basically at this point, I've tried in my own works everything I can to try and show her the gospel I, and show the gospel. And at that point, Rich, the more you try to work to try to get that to happen, the more frustrated you're gonna get. Yeah. Because it takes an act of God in order to even bring that in. Mm-hmm. So at that point I was like, Well, you know what? Like I love her. I'm going to keep on loving her. I'm not going to change the way I treat her or anything. Not how I live. You know, I, I'm going to do what's right because I'm a righteous man. And I'm like, well, you know, we we'll to see what, where it goes. I suppose. And so, so you know, like I'm obviously praying for you know, trying to, you know, like not even trying. i just say at that point, I was like, well, we'll see where this goes, God. Like, cause mm-hmm. I, I, I told her I'm not have the divorce papers. I was like, I like, good luck. Um, I, I'm just not going to do it. Um, I said, if you drag us into court, I'm not a lawyer, but I so said I don't know what you're going to try and say was your term for divorce. I'm like, I'm not doing anything. Um, so we're, we're doing that. and it, it goes a bit. It goes for a little bit. Um, and at that point, you know, she's, she's good is the way I would describe it. She's good. Um, you know, you can tell when someone that light bulb hits. She, the light bulb had never hit. But I knew that she was good, not just merely then because of the consequences she suffered. Mm. But regardless, I was just happy at that point that you know we weren't. All but that like crazy. enough time had passed and things had calmed down, and she was yeah. just kind of yeah. living life. Yeah, things had calmed down. We were just kind of living life. Um. So yeah, I mean, things living life. Uh. Sometimes, without making a whole doctrine about this, when you know, when when Christ says, you know, a prophet's not even welcome in his own home and very few believed him when he came into his hometown. Um, sometimes I do think it is hard, harder to receive from people that are closest to you. Like for sure. It is your spouse, um, or your family. Um, because you see them as peers, I think sometimes, um, but so things are going good. And then we go to that little, like love reality, uh, thing that Brady and Savannah had down there. Um, and we start talking to you, um, my wife could speak freedom. My wife could speak freedom. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much she accepted or didn't accept it within her heart. That's not really for me to judge. I just don't know. Um, and so whatever, she starts talking to you and I see this guy with a backwards hat and I'm like, this guy's a chiefs fan. I'm like, oh, yeah, be, careful <laughs> oh, be careful with this guy. <laughs> um, and so she's talking to me, you know, we're, you, you, you remember we had that nice little conversation or whatnot. And, mm-hmm she kind of just like airs, like it gives you like a, a portion of our testimony or whatnot. So yeah. And then for some reason, when she talked to you, yeah, it just, she seemed to necessarily receive better from you. I guess it's probably the better word I can even uh, articulate. That. We'll have to hear how she describes this.
0: We'll have to hear yeah. her part of that.
1: Yeah. So as, she...
0: as you're watching that, as you're, as as you're seeing what's going on, because we have this conversation, and Friday night when we got there, I was like, Cause I think Braden called me the week it was going on. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Man, pray for my sister. And I'm like, For sure, dude. And I'm like, I'm he's giving me some of the background of the story, but I don't really comprehend everything that's going on. I'm just like, yeah. And so we were praying. And then when I get there, I'm like, I hadn't heard from Braden. I didn't know what had happened at all. I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know if she's still like Gone or she's still there And I didn't even know what she looked like And so when I'm meeting all these people I'm like is one of these people One of the sisters that Braden's talking about And then Friday night I realized oh it's this one She's the one And so I was looking at her And and I don't do very well when I'm preaching to make eye contact (laughs) People tell me all the time like you need to make more eye contact Because I just don't But I was with her Because I'm like my heart was just for her Like I want her to understand this thing Afterwards, wanted to talk to her about it, and I couldn't. But then we have this conversation the next day, and that's where I kind of talked to you for the first time. Like mm-hmm. Friday night, I didn't really talk to you. And then Saturday, I'm like, oh, okay, man, this guy. And you just blew me away with your energy and your commitment. And you start talking, and I think this is where I want to get to. And we'll let Brianna have her own side of the story when I was talking to you and I'm seeing how you're able to live your life and you've mentioned it, it so far, like you were completely sold out, just completely sold out. Like there's no, like you burned the ships. There's no going back. And do you remember how you described it to me? You've kind of said it a little bit right now, but how you're like, no nah, man, there's no, like
1: this is my life. There is there is simply the one option. Like, half the problem I feel like with sometimes I would speak specifically about the subject of sin is like, you know, you go see something, you're free from sin. Like, what does a someone who's maybe not necessarily, uh, su- like, what's their initial response? But we always said, but we will. If you take on that mentality for anything, there is, but you could know, I consider the life that I had dead. I'm sold out, man. There is no option for me. Like when I look at the standard, I, I, I've suffered some, but Christ set a standard so that no one could say, Oh, I've suffered more than Christ. I could look to Christ and be like, <clears throat> that is my example. I mean, they, they, these people he loved, his, his chosen people, the Jews, he loved them. He went to them first. They, they mocked and rejected them, killed them. I mean, if you want to, if anyone, brings up a case where they've been mistreated i got a pretty good example that i think we can bring up is, is christ and he said follow me and so what can i say uh, we know from uh, church history it, i believe as peter um was crucified upside down and the reason church history gives for that is he said i myself don't want to i don't want to be held with, like i don't want to be crucified the normal way because i'm not worthy of, of that standard in that in that sense of like I don't want people to set that standard with me. Um, he, so he rejected, and for me to just have that example that set so firm, man, is just like I, there's no option, man. Like I don't. There is no yes and no. There's only yes. There's only yes, Lord. And uh, that just that's that's a believer, you know. Like yes, God loves you. Yes, these things are true. But. Do you, is Christ Lord? Do you love Him? Look what He brought me from. When you realize that where you were, in, I mean, I it's hard for me to think of to go. Well, you know, that happened to me, so I guess I shouldn't do this. Like you know, or I, I'm to justify any other response except for what is Christ. Yeah. I mean.
0: Yeah, and I I think this is where we're going to wrap up because I don't want to step on Brianna's story, but. How is it like there's only one way that it's possible for you to live like this all and that's because you've been really really loved um this is not your discipline while maybe you do have discipline it's not because you're disciplined that you're living mm-hmm. like this it's because you're loved that you're living disciplined
1: right absolutely yeah
0: so as you as you look back on all of this and uh I'll give a little spoiler alert. Y'all are still married. they are still married. Spoiler alert. And and, uh, I think the next part of the story is going to be just as beautiful. But as you look back to this kid who was rebellious, uh, could not submit himself to God's law. Indeed, he could not. If you could go back to this kid where he's participating in this thing and it's wrecking him from the inside out and he doesn't know how to get out of it. If you could just put your arm around this kid and say a few words to him, if it wasn't Braden talking to him, if it was you talking to him now, what would, uh,
1: what would you tell this kid? Um, I would have, uh, uh, what would I told him? question caught me off guard um i i would probably just you know I- encourage them um that uh, to, to to live to live for christ to die as gain to keep that mentality of a, a soldier-like mentality that we're instructed to keep which is that i'm going to do this i'm going like to reckon oneself totally dead to sin mm-hmm. not partially dead to sin kind of dead to sin but i might sin dead to sin alive to Christ because you've been baptized into Christ's death with the body of sin and that's been put to death and you've been raised to life and to push me towards that direction.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, I know this is kind of like a little bit of a cliffhanger uh as we in this episode but like I said man, your life lived even as a Cincinnati Bengals fan. <laughs>
2: I don't want to talk about your it
0: live. <laughs> your life lived has been such a blessing and a testimony to me to see how you've lived. And, and, uh, I think in the, in the next episode or two, where, where we hear Brianna's story, I think uh, it'll come full circle, but thank you for your faithfulness to his faithfulness, man. Cause it truly is a testimony and a blessing to so many people. And, uh, hearing the story is just affirmation that you've been really really loved and you're moving from that love so thank you my, my friend I do it man I know we kind of left off on a cliffhanger here but I think this when you hear Brianna's story it's going to be so beautiful but listen if you're in a place where Josh was where you're participating in sin and you know it's wrong and yet you can't get out of it uh This prayer is for you, Father in heaven. Thank you that you have made me this thing. You present me wholly blameless and above reproach to the Father. And Father, my life hasn't been reflecting that. But thank you that you have freed me from sin. And you have put this in my heart. to, To hide your law in my heart that I can walk according to it. And so, Father, thank you. I believe it. I receive it. And... I'm going to focus on how clean I am and I'm going to put to death that old thing. Like since I am dead to sin, I'm going to put away its actions and walk in the light as you are in the light. Thank you for this. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, I want to make sure to invite you to be a part of our gospel community online, the Facebook group is I think a love reality gospel community check that out so much encourage on their encouragement on there all the time uh love y'all appreciate y'all we'll catch y'all on the next one